Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies. Where we watch a forgotten superhero movie and decide, does this belong in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten for forever? Or out and about for everyone to rewatch and remember fondly? My name is Arnaldo and I'm your host and I'm joined by Birdo. I didn't mention last week, by the way, on the um, Ant-Man review that like I wasn't feeling good. Oh. So I realized I mentioned it off air. <laughs> like to the stream so you're just like eh, and then ant-man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and out of context i didn't make any goddamn sense so i i i apologize i was feeling you, really you ill like recorded something real quick yeah, and I like do, i didn't do that either. inserted it no, i didn't do that either so i uh i was actually sick i took i took wednesday off uh and Whoa. it gave me the time to edit that episode and get it out but yeah i saw that that got uploaded I'm like that was quick i'm like there's no way he's at work right now no i was off all day it was great i love sick days other than like feeling like shit right. sick days are the best well it's a day to just rest and not feel shitty about it oh yeah i slept all day i watched so. a ton of tv it was great i played video games did it you use fantastic. like do you have sick days that you can use is that what you do i do and oh I, that's nice i didn't realize that. i thought i had to use pto but then i got up at my normal times like 5 a.m right and i felt like ass so then i had to read my company's handbook and <laughs> Appear- You're like, wait, can I do this? Yeah, because I don't want to take any PTO because I'm saving it for like vacation, right? Like right. that's what you're supposed to use that time right. for. So <laughs> I feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's good. But uh Berto, what movie are we watching today? Uh not so much a movie. I mean, oh damn it, I missed my chance to do my joke. We're watching Shazam starring Sinbad. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you know what really fucked up is that you did that one in the kitchen earlier. No, I was so excited to say it. Oh, no. No, we're watching the TV show Shazam from 1974. Yeah. <laughs> so our first rule, our fucking very first one was like, it has to be a movie. At the same time, it's like, you know, we like to pair stuff up and, and this didn't get a pilot movie. It, it just goes right into the show. Should have had a pilot movie, shouldn't it? I think it would have been better because... Even a pilot. I was like, why is all of this established already? Exactly. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, guys, uh, we're doing this because Shazam! Fury of the Gods is coming out soon? In a couple weeks. Oh, cool. Sweet. Well, as of this recording, a couple weeks. By the time this is out... Probably like immediately. It's probably already out. <laughs> Shazam! Fury of the Gods is now in theaters. So we wanted to watch this thing. Um, a lot of times the TV shows we cover have a pilot movie. Because that was more common back in the day, right? Yeah, they just... It's a pilot movie to kind of ease you into the whatever the world of the show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a movie to set up all the characters on the premise. Mm. And then the episodes become episodic and, after that. Right. Even though a pilot movie is just like, it's a long ep- episode, basically. Like, yeah. That's all it really is. Yeah. Because the format of the show is generally the same, too. Yeah, but this one didn't get one, but we're doing it anyway. So we're watching three episodes of Shazam from 1974. You can find this on Tubi. Sometimes. Sometimes. Didn't we try looking for it? I saw that it was available on Tubi. Could not find it searching for it on Tubi. But there's a web page for it on Tubi, but when I click on it, it says this is unavailable. Oh, fuck. It was very confusing. Maybe it's available well, on Tubi in like Canada or something. Yeah. A uh, shout out and thank you to my friend John who found this totally legally for us. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that's how we watched it. Guys, what we do here, we're going to do the background information plot of the movie, in this case, three episodes of TV, analyzes to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Uh, before we do keep or cancel on. There's a famous person in this. On Michael Gray. Who's no, that? no, he's not famous, but we're gonna do it anyway. We have to do. <laughs> Who's somebody. Michael Gray? He's uh, he's Billy Batson. Oh, okay. Oh, the thirty-year-old. 
No, look, when we get to keep cancer, we'll find out how old he was. <laughs> he um, looks about 30. Look at we'll that just, picture. <laughs> and then we'll decide if this belongs in the Phantom Zone. By the way, we're streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash films from PZ. Come hang out with us uh, while we record the show. We're fun. Okay, so background. Birdo, we have talked about Shazam's comic book origin. I think th- this would be the third time. I don't remember what, what the first time was. The second time was definitely Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah, because we, we went through everything during Black Adam. I don't know, but we mentioned this before. I think it was just offhand. That's a oh. weird thing to just randomly talk about, but it sounds like us. So. You know what, though? At some point, we were talking about Christmas movies. Oh, you know what? That might have been it. Because yeah. Shazam's a Christmas movie. Also, I need to watch that Shazam before the new one comes out again. Yeah, you could. Since I feel like those movies will actually connect, unlike right. everything else in the DC universe. Yeah, it would have been nice if this had any connective tissue with um Black Adam. I mean, it kind of does. Like Black Adam, like referenced this, like you, like Shazam, the character was in it. Yeah. Um, but like the wizard. So it loosely connected, but yeah. If you go back to the Black Adam episode, we went in like a real deep dive on Shazam and Black Adam and their origins. Uh, but just to recap all that, Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel. And we're entering an era where people might not know that because it's been a minute. and At Cap- least a decade since he's really been referred to as that. Maybe longer. Uh, I, I have it here. It's, okay. it's more recent than you think. Obviously, like all these characters are becoming a lot more famous now that they've got movies. Right. right? Since then, Captain Marvel, the Marvel character, has had a movie also. But Captain Marvel Shazam, the, the DC character that we're looking at now, first appeared in Wiz Comics number two in February 1940. And that's Wiz, W-H-I-Z, like you're peeing? Yes. All right. Well, also like Wiz, like, like a Wiz. That is not the first thing I thought of. <laughs> like fast, you know? That's the thing is like a lot of this. A lot of language is very different yes, now. Yes. From from back then. Yeah. From a comic book company called Fawcett, right? So his alter ego is Billy Batson, who's a boy. He says the magic word Shazam and becomes Captain Marvel. The superhero name was Captain Marvel. 1940 is the year after Superman debuted in 1939. Okay. Way. And all of this is still before Captain America, right? That was what, 1940? Uh, maybe early I 40s. thought it was like during World War II, right? Or right before it? I thought it was like right before. I don't know, actually. We did Captain America. We, we did it, but we did that a long time <laughs> so ago. It was like two yeah. years ago. Yeah. So his powers come from six immortal elders, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Five gods one titan and a, <laughs> and a biblical king <laughs> a lot of them don't have any connections to each other in mythology uh hercules uh zeus achilles all and mercury all do yeah but atlas atlas again was a titan so right. so zeus actually fought atlas at some okay, point so solomon's the odd man solomon, out here. solomon's odd man out, yeah. okay. he's, he's a jewish king <laughs> <laughs> what's he doing here what's he doing <laughs> hanging out with these <laughs> get out with these greek <laughs> gods uh, he also has a uh, the Marvel family made up of uh, Captain Marvel, obviously himself, his twin sister Mary Marvel. Uh, we hot. mentioned, th- yeah, <laughs> hot. We <laughs> mentioned this uh, in Black Adam too. She appeared in Captain Marvel Adventures number eighteen in nineteen forty two, and that makes her one of the oldest, or sorry, one of the first female spinoffs of a major male superhero, which will become a trend in comics. It does still to this day. Yeah, predates <laughs> Supergirl. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and we're getting Supergirl also in um, Flash. That actually looks pretty, because it looks like the yeah. events of Man of Steel, but Supergirl. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. And Michael Shannon is odd again. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah. fucking cool. I it, hate that I'm excited for that movie. I hate that it's I'm kind excited. Of a, like, it's, it's almost like a little end game. Like, we're going back in time. We're going to relive some of the events yeah. of our past, but differently. 
But anyway, long story short, the 1940s Captain Marvel was actually outselling Superman. He was much more popular than Superman. Like, huh. think of that for a minute. Like, going back to the 40s, and all the kids are into Captain Marvel now. Instead Superman. of Superman. Yeah. yeah. But DC Comics, then known as National Comics, alleged that Captain Marvel was a copy of Superman, and they won. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Superman was, like, the first superhero, really. You make any superhero after Superman, they're all going to look like copies. You know what I'm saying? Except because for Spider-Man. He, well, even then, like, the uh, the concept of, like, capes and, like, emblems. Oh, all of that is comes from Superman. And costumes. Yeah. All that comes from Superman. Yeah. So every superhero is derivative of Superman in some way. Right. Well, it, there's been some before Superman, though, right? Like... There were some pulp heroes before Superman, but, but they were more like vigilante, right. like yeah. They weren't. There was like the shadow, yeah, and like, and they wear like um the domino masks and yeah, stuff usually. Like yeah, we've covered one of those. We, How old is Zorro? Oh, it was and Zorro. Zorro okay. also predates Superman, but they're not superheroes, right? You know, so the concept of superheroes really starts with Superman, and anyone that would come after him is going to look derivative. And National Comics would litigate. They also, fun fact. Uh, suit several other characters, such as Wonder Man and Master Man. If oh. they don't sound familiar, it's because they got buried. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Man kind of sounds familiar. I think there's a different Wonder Man. Oh, okay. Later. but the, the, So I'm probably thinking about a different character. Yeah, I think yeah. they borrowed the name. But this Wonder Man is a was he, a, was a he's, Superman he's copy. dead and gone. Yeah, it was a Superman clone, and, and they uh, sued him into oblivion. Um, <laughs> the litigation is notable because it is one of the longest-running legal battles in comic book publication history lasted crazy because there's is this true still to today maybe it lasted 12 years oh damn because there's so (laughs) many like comic book litigation yeah so by the end of that period in 1953 Fawcett had to cease publishing Captain Marvel wow 19 years later in 1972 DC acquires a, a license to Captain Marvel and all his characters and integrates them into their DC continuity so by the end, at the end of the road, anyway, they're all together. So it doesn't matter, right? They're all under the same umbrella now, right? And there's an issue. I'm going to link it below of Superman introducing Captain Marvel, and this is in the 70s. Okay. Um, and for adults now, they might have remembered a time when they were kids, and these two characters did not belong together, and they would have might have been aware of the litigation between them. Superman essentially calling Captain Marvel a copycat. <laughs> Well, even today, though, they're still very similar in, like, how they operate. Right. (laughs) You can see it. (laughs) Yeah, I think the newer movie even kind of makes light of that. Really? They kind of make, like, dude, oh, you're like Superman now. Which, they do a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They look very generically the same. Yeah, it's like, oh, giant muscular man, invulnerable in a onesie. I mean, they literally look alike. Like their the, faces look alike. The, the hair and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Captain Marvel is, is might be a Superman knockoff. <laughs> However, by this point, as in, in by 1972, Marvel Comics had since taken the name Captain Marvel. So DC had to use the magic word Shazam as the character's branding, which led to long-term confusion over the character's actual name. It was a Zelda or Link situation <laughs> where. Only the people that were like into Captain Marvel knew that his name was Captain Marvel were as right. new people would see that the comic would be called Shazam or like Adventures of Shazam, Tales of Shazam or something like that. Right. And they would assume that the character's name is Shazam. 
And that's why this show is called Shazam. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This finally leads to DC renaming Captain Marvel into Shazam in 2011. Okay. So they weren't legally required to do that. They just saw it in their best interest to finally just cut it. I think that's right before the first Injustice game came out, right? Maybe. Was he called Shazam in Injustice? I think that was the first thing I saw him called Shazam in. I think it's for the New 52. and like Oh, that was around that time. Injustice was around the same time, yeah. Yeah. Injustice might have predated it just barely. Uh, Somebody can correct me on that, I'm sure, at some point. (laughs) Yeah. So 2011, that's incredibly recent. When you, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this character's from right. 1940. <laughs> yeah, that's when I graduated high school. Oh, okay. Not 1940, 2011. Okay. <laughs> the last thing I remember him being called Captain Marvel in was uh, the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe game. Oh, really? He's actually called Captain Marvel in that. Yeah. Nice. That was probably before 2011. Yeah, though. that was like, oh, eight, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I think this only really works changing his name like that because there was already that confusion and because even though he's one of the oldest characters in comics, essentially, like out of all the ones that we have today and like the current zeitgeist. Yeah, like him and Superman. Right. Yeah. Like he's also not that well known because of his publication woes. He's been out of print for so long. Yeah, I think uh, the movies have done a lot for his popularity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But like imagine you've got this character that's 70 years old at this point. And you're like, oh, let's rename him. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine renaming <laughs> Superman. <laughs> oh, and if they do something like that, usually it's like, we'll do it for like a single run right. to like do something different. Right. It's like when Captain America said, Hail Hydra. They, yeah. they explained it later. They explained it later. He's, he's not actually Hydra, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, or when like Doc Ock is now Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> which was an incredible run, by the way. If you haven't read that, you should. Or when they all die. Like every character is going to die and come back. Except Uncle Ben. And um, <laughs> jury's still out. <laughs> I think he only came back like once in like an alternate universe where he became Spider-Man. That's funny. <laughs> uh, and then also, by the way, this is not the first show. We might have to go back and do this other one. Oh, Captain Marvel actually had a serial in 1941 called The Adventures of Captain Marvel. Oh, well, shit. Maybe we should have done that one. I know, right? I didn't know about <laughs> it until like an hour ago. He actually holds the honor of being the first comic book superhero to be adapted to film i thought the captain america serials were the first apparently this came first this is 1941 this seems like it predates it by like a year maybe it predates like superman and the moment by like a year or something like that superman and the moment was that the cartoon no that was like the first serial oh i remember there was, was like, like a, a really old superman animation too it's like you're thinking about the fleischer ones I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to walk. We might do some of those. Those are like classic. Well, those are, yeah. And they're, the animation is so well done. People have made all kinds of video essays about oh, okay. about it. Um, that, that's worth Those are responsible them, for several things, including, I think, maybe like freeze breath. Oh, like they and, made new powers for him. And flight. So. They made him fly in that show. <laughs> it's crazy that he didn't fly before no, that. No, he just leap tall buildings in a single bound. I See, now that you say it, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> The show made him fly, and then after that, flying's it was way cooler. In. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, way cooler. And then that was worked into his uh, his like cannon or whatever. It also flying with a cape just looks better than like y- you can jump just high, jumping like a fucking flea. <laughs> yeah, that that's more of a Jessica Jones thing. Come on. <laughs> so this show, 
I feel like before we get into like talking about the plot, we need to explain what the show is a little bit because it's <laughs> it's it, not a comic book show. It's not. It's yeah, first of all, but it's also like confusing if we just start talking about what's happening. This is a show or maybe like a 16-year-old Billy Batson. That boy is not fucking 16 years he old. He feels like 16, right? I don't know. I think I think it's like a Sam Raimi Spider-Man situation where it's like, let's get these adults, make them look as young as possible and just throw them in the role. I can look it up really It's what quick. it feels like to me. You know, everyone in high school is like clearly yeah, in their yeah, mid-20s. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the students looked older than the teachers. <laughs> Michael Gray was born in 51. Oh, he was like 23? Oh, I, was, I wasn't far off. Oh, shit. He well, was he, an adult. <laughs> he was an adult. But you know what? It's because he looks kind of like small and frail. He looks small and frail, but he still looks old. Look well, at his face. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But his... his <laughs> Yeah, he has his, a matured face. His frame made me feel like he was 16 years old, and I, I don't. Know. They just found a scrawny man. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this is a show where I guess, like canonically, he's probably still a teenager, traveling with an old. Plus, man. that's who Billy Batson is. Like he's a kid. Yeah, so he can't be 23. It's insane. Well, thank God they didn't get a 23 year old to play him in the movie. <laughs> Because that would have been weird. So let's just go with a 16-year-old Billy Batson. He's traveling the country with his mentor named Mentor <laughs> in a goddamn Winnebago. All they're Jesse, doing is- we got to cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All they're doing is looking for, like, injustices and, like, moral life lessons. It's, like, mostly moral life lessons, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. yeah based basically. on what we've seen. There's no danger to be, like, stopped. No, There's, the danger happens while they're trying to help people. Right, because that's the thing. This isn't a, really a superhero show, is it? It's a show with a superhero in it. It's a kid's show about, like, moral lessons. That's all it really is. Right. But because the premise of he's a superhero, they need to introduce, like, an element halfway through the show that would require a superhero. Like? Like, a car's flipping over or something like that. Or it's getting picked up by a crane yeah. because the stupid kids decide to jump in it. Spoilers. <laughs> but That was so dumb. I'm you sorry. know what? I, I just get the feeling that, like, you know, we watch this. There is no pilot. There's no introduction. Like, the, no, they're just they're in the Winnebago and then they talk to the elders. The, right. There's like a quick like introduction at the beginning, but it's like it feels like the show it's, intro. It's the show intro, and the show intro ex- it's like explains what the it. Very, right. It explains it way too fast. The Incredible <laughs> Hulk also had a pilot movie, which you was know, rather good. We thought. I just check get out the that fe- episode. Yeah, I just get the feeling <laughs> watching this that like it's the 70s, and there's TV producers thinking like, what is the minimum amount of work that we have to like? Can we test the limits on what the minimum least amount of work we can do? To put a superhero TV show on air. It feels like this was already a different show and they put Shazam into it. Oh, 100%. That could absolutely Like, this was be like some case. other person's, like, uh, dream project for, like, a, a kid's show. PSA show or yeah. something. And they're like, what if we made this Shazam? Yeah, same thing. But what if this character is actually the superhero character? He's, he's a Captain Marvel from Because the there are parts of this 40s. that feel very earnest. I know, 100%. But I'm saying, like... Someone's just like, well, what if we make a pilot to establish the characters? No, absolutely not. Fuck that. Throw that you're, guy out the window. You're doing, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the <laughs> meme. You're doing way too much. Let's just put it in the opening sequence. It'll take 30 seconds. As a cartoon. But like the 30 second opening sequence is just like a fucking info dump. A very quick one, yeah. I would rather see text on a screen. Because oh, I can at least absorb that Probably. Do we need the actors for seven elders? 
absolutely not. Make them hand drawn. What? <laughs> it's just hand drawn animation. Do, and okay. Billy standing there live action talking to them. Do we animate it? Absolutely not. Just their mouths move. Have you seen um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? It's like that. Uh, but but we're playing it straight. That, that's the thing. It's funny in, in, in Monty Python. <laughs> but this is, no, this is like very serious. These cartoon elders. Yep. Do we name the mentor character? No, fuck that. His name is Mentor his and na- everybody will call him that. Well, that's the thing too. I figured, okay, he's his mentor. He calls him that. But then when like other characters meet him, they're like, Hello, Mentor. Yeah. What? So that's his name? So I think the sheriff calls him like Mr. Mentor or something. <laughs> Just give him a name. What? Steven. That's, okay, his name is Steve. Call him anything. Daniel. Yeah. I don't know. He looks like a Richard. Mr. Though. Mark. Fuck it. Who cares? Richard. Oh, uh, God. No, do less. Do fucking less. His name less. is Mentor. Uh. And it seems incredibly lazy. I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and there's things we're going to talk about that I probably liked, but like, holy shit, it's, it's already coming off real lazy. The first like 30 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> also, the comics tried to recontextualize Mentor, by the way, by altering the character of Uncle Dudley to look like Les Tremaine, who's the actor. The character grew out a mustache. That's interesting. Yeah. The character grew out a mustache and started driving an RV and in the comic, he tells Billy that the wizard of Shazam chose him to be his mentor. Is this the f- one of the first examples of, I guess, besides like the Superman thing you were saying, but like of a TV show version of like, you know, how Marvel does that right like, now. They try to make it more in line with their movies. I mean, maybe. Well, the thing is, is like when a big TV show is coming out. Was this know, a big TV show? No, it was a Saturday morning bullshit. They're going to try to like align the comics they so want some the kids, synergy there yeah so the kids will then go buy the comics yeah so i think it's also a case of where the the comic book writers are watching this going like what the fuck we need to make this better on our end <laughs> and here's the thing i feel like it's not as often as people think that people watch the movie and then read the like oh i'm a big comic book guy now i feel like that does not happen that often I mean, also in the 70s, there's like 10 shows on at a time. That's true, too. If you're a kid, there's like three shows for you, and they're only on Saturday mornings. Like, there was no other. And you got your cereal and you're just watching them. Yeah. So, there's no phones, there's no video games. Yeah. You got Saturday morning. And and you have comics. Yeah. Comics were a lot bigger then than I feel like they are now. No, they absolutely were. Which is weird because there's a lot more comics now. Sure. But I feel like there's less people reading them. Well, there's more to do. (laughs) <laughs> there's movies and tv and streaming and video games yeah. and phones and tiktok and ipads and yeah. all kinds of dumb shit that's true <laughs> like comic books are still very niche i guess yeah despite the fact that comic book movies are like the biggest thing on the planet <laughs> um, right now it's weird anyway uh this show ran for three seasons and crossed over with an original show called the secrets of isis about an ancient Egyptian superheroine resurrected in the body of a school teacher. The character Isis was then folded into DC Comics. She appeared in Smallville, Legends of Tomorrow, and recently Black Adam. We're idiots for not looking into this, by the way, when we did our Black Adam Isis. She is, her alter ego is Adriana Tomas. She's the girl, the lady. The the annoying mom mom that didn't do anything? Yes. So I guess in like a (laughs) sequel. She's supposed to be a hero? Yeah. I guess She didn't do anything. Well, I guess in a sequel, she would have gotten, like, fucking, I don't know. Towers. She's she's Isis. 
I guess that maybe for a sequel they're gonna do it. Oh uh, well, we know that's not happening now. Oh no, it's absolutely <laughs> not. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm just happy we got Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. So we might watch. I don't know, maybe one episode of ISIS. Who cares? Or Smallville. Uh, <laughs> we should do Smallville. I don't. Uh, we still got to do Superman, Lois, or Lois and yeah, we do Clark, Lois and Clark, Clark and Kent. <laughs> what the fuck's the show what's, what's happening with you? What's it, the show called? It's, it's Lois, Lois and, Clark. and Clark. Lois and Clark. Yeah, Clark. Because it's a, it's a spinoff on the Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. Yeah, yeah. Meriwether Lewis and Clark and Clark. I don't, I don't know. know his name. I don't know his first name. God, fuck. What's happening to me? So you got a Texas education. That's what happened. Uh, hang on. <laughs> The Texas education system might have been the best one I was oh, in, right. actually. Anyway. Florida was the weak-ass. ISIS might system. be one of the few uh, instances where a comic book character came from a TV show. I'm, there's probably others. The I only other only one? think of Harley Quinn. Right, because she started in Batman the Animated Series, right? Right, right. And, then, and then went back in the comics. Was she created by Bruce Timm? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And Paul Dini. Okay. I guess. I know everybody and calls like writers. that era, though, like the Timverse. Yeah, yeah. Or the, well, I feel like it was both of them, Paul Dini and I always hear Bruce about Tim. Bruce Tim. Okay. Maybe people just don't want to talk about two people. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> Happens all too often. Uh, anyway, let's get started. Plot for episode one called The Joyriders. So here's the opening intro, by the way. Chosen from among all others by the immortal elders Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In a time of dire need, in time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word, Shazam. A word which transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings, Captain Marvel. Whoa. It's a whole fucking paragraph they say in the beginning of every episode. Thank God you wrote that down, though, because I completely forgot what they said. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just straight up did not remember. Well, there you go. I I know the overall background of Captain Marvel, though, or Shazam, whatever we call him now. He's Shazam, but I mean, for the purposes of this episode, he's Captain Marvel. He's Captain Marvel now. Got it. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, what a background. 30 seconds. It's very condensed. Yeah. A group of teenage boys on their bicycles try to coerce their friend into taking a car for a joyride. You know, drive around, listen to the radio and stuff, as long as we don't get caught. The boy named Chuck is reluctant to break the law, but wants to fit in with his friends, so he agrees. He is very easily peer pressured into this. Oh, yeah. All they say was, oh, I didn't know you were a chicken. That's it. That's all it took. This is like some Marty McFly shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These kids, man. They're little shits. I actually hated them. <laughs> I thought... So, I mean, and, and this is setting up the moral lesson, right? Right. Like, were you ever peer pressured? Not were like Were you friends that. with bullies? Like, no. If I was peer pressured, it's because, like, it was never to do anything bad, though. It was like, hey, come hang out with us. Oh, like, yeah. Like, come on. Don't be a loser. Come on. Hang out. <laughs> Chug your drink, Birdo. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. This is a joke. Oh, he's doing it, guys. He just did it. All right. Anyway. Billy and his mentor drive around their fucking Winnebago, and Billy uses an advanced technosphere. I didn't know what else to call it. It's a very 70s, like, here's a... It's like a 70s device? Here's like a technological device. That's like, like a God's are going to contact you on? 
Right. <laughs> but it, 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 it seems like an alien device. Well, it's got little lights. What's and weird about it is it, and... like, it rings and lights up, but he, like he still has to be like. He has to, like, pray to them to talk to them? I meant to write it down what he says. He says... uh, It's something he says every time. Dear elders... He's like, please, something, something. Let me see your wisdom or something. Let me talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) Also, every time he says it, it's the same exact shot. I don't know if you noticed that. A lot of older shows did that. It's the same. And I think that is the only reason why he's wearing the same shirt in every episode. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that Mentor and Billy have one outfit. Yeah. I think it's to reuse a lot of footage. Fucking red long sleeve shirt with the yeah. yellow collar. Right. It's weird. It's a little bit weird. It's a weird outfit. Uh, Even for the 70s, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, he uses an advanced technosphere to communicate with the elders. His consciousness is transported to their realm where he speaks to the hand-drawn immortals from the opening. And they're still hand-drawn while he's talking to them. Yeah, it's he's weird. he's not. He's live action. You know what would have been really cool if they made him hand drawn too. Sure, like oh, and this, this is his... like a weird realm where yeah. you're a cartoon. It's like uh, in Doctor Strange, where we just paint. Yes, <laughs> they tell him he will encounter people who are afraid to be themselves and speak their mind against what they know to be wrong for fear of rejection. Billy understands that temptation, and the immortals tell him to use the words from Shakespeare's Hamlet. This above all, to thy known self be true. Um, weren't none of these elders around during the time of Shakespeare? I mean, they're older than Shakespeare. Yeah. So they're well, long I mean, they're dead o- by the time Shakespeare did anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're around now. They're immortal. I guess. It's in the name. I guess they like watched just, some of his plays. I, I guess I find it fascinating that like they've been around for thousands of years and they're like... This guy, Shakespeare. Remember I mean, Shakespeare? Shakespeare I mean, he's Shakespeare's iconic. He's right. he's a legend. But I just thought it's weird. It's weird that there's like, hey, remember that play Hamlet? We love that play. <laughs> <laughs> I got real big. Um, who's that dog? The TV show that little dog that time traveled and taught you history. What the fuck? Um, Wishbone. Wishbone. I got Wishbone vibes when he's like, hey, the moral lesson. Let's use Shakespeare to teach it. I don't know if he time traveled or if he just went into storybooks. It was something like yeah, that, yeah, though. Yeah, story It was usually stuff, like yeah. Shakespearean stuff, though. It was all kinds of stuff. I feel like all the episodes I watch were Shakespeare <laughs> stuff. He was <laughs> always wearing like a Renaissance hat or well, something. Sometimes it was history, too. Like he went to like battlefields. Oh, true, stuff. true, true. Yeah. Wishbone was cool. Yeah. Better than this. But it's like the same concept. Why technology and not magic? Captain Marvel's entire thing is magic. Well, that's why he magic says the magic is just word. science we don't understand yet. You just didn't need the balls, I guess is what I'm saying. No, you don't. Well, they even sort of allude to the magic and stuff when there's like random like thunder. Yeah. When they get angry at them, there's thunder. Because he up. suggested not walking two miles. What right. a joke. We'll get to that, I think. <laughs> uh, the boys find the car with its keys inside and pull it out of the owner's driveway. Chuck expresses his concerns. This is someone else's car and they can't just take it, even if they intend on bringing it back. Billy's Winnebago pulls up and scares the three boys who drive away, leaving Chuck behind, who runs away from Billy. Billy chases him down the street, saying, hey, wait, I just want to talk to you. But he's chasing him very aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the boys realize their fearless leader is a horrible driver and doesn't know the rules of the road. Chuck's chase from Billy leads him onto a street where he almost gets run over by Mike and the boys. I guess the really shitty one's name is Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy saves him, but he keeps running away. So what the fuck did Chuck think they were doing when they said they were going to take a car and go for a joyride? 
And then they get the car and he's like, wait, this is someone else's car. Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Yeah, I think he knew that. I think he's just like... Let me try one more time to talk you out of it. Yeah, like it's becoming much more real. He's scared. You know, he has morals and the other guys don't. You went with them to steal a car and then you're like, hey, we're stealing a car. Guys, please don't steal this car. (laughs) That's the whole point of going to the place. (laughs) Also, did people really just leave their keys in their car like that? It was a different time. I can't imagine doing that. Also, I know a guy when he was young, they would like steal cars, go on joyrides and just like leave them back. Would they bring the car back or just leave it somewhere? I don't know. I was like, dude, you're, you could have gotten into a lot of trouble. He's like, oh, yeah, I was a piece of shit. I was like, oh, damn. Didn't Sable's car get taken for a joyride? No, no, no. Sable's car got stolen. Right. But was it a joyride? Because it was just like dropped off somewhere. It was weird. That situation no, 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 was very no. weird. It was intended to be stolen. Uh, the plates were taken off. Oh, like was, they were just trying to like. It was dropped off to cool down. Oh, uh, okay, okay. They were yeah. trying to keep that shit. Right, right, okay. right. But we found, the cops found it. So there's a fair amount of action here, which I, I honestly, it's fine. Well, this is also probably the most action that we see in these three in episodes three that episodes, we watched. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, what about Billy Batson says he's a figure of authority? <laughs> Nothing. He's a scrawny kid, just like sprinting around, <laughs> like, chasing hey. another kid. And Chuck's like, "Fuck, I gotta go. It's a five-zero. <laughs> Very weird. Having lost Chuck, Billy expresses apathy towards the situation. Let someone else deal with them. A mentor suggests Billy might be the only positive influence in Chuck's life if those three boys are his only friends. That's, like, so sad. I know. (laughs) That's when I was like, oh, man, the moral lesson's trying to get me. (laughs) Just then, Billy recalls the elder's words and is motivated to try again. Meanwhile, Chuck finds his friends and confronts them for ditching him and almost running him over. They tell him that he's free to find some new friends if he's too chicken to join them. Chuck pleads to stay friends with the gang and is given a second chance to be cool while they look for another car to joyride in. There's a little inconsistency with the other kids in this little crew because they were like so worried that Chuck was going to get run over. And then they see Chuck again like, look at this loser. Yeah. (laughs) They're conforming to Mike. Right. It's one of the things, one of those things where I'm like, I think a lot of this was written on the go (laughs) because when they're filming the chase scene, the other two kids are like turning on Mike, Mike a little bit. They're like terrified. There's yeah. They're like, I don't think this motherfucker knows how to drive. He clearly doesn't like, but then like (laughs) afterwards they're like, oh yeah, you chicken. You should have gone on the joyride with us. Like, yeah, I'm sure you had a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of this. And I don't know if you noticed this is that they're trying to be like tough boys and then two of them get on the same bicycle meant for one person. <laughs> There's like the it's tall. They're poor. I guess. There's probably. like the, the tall black kid and either the short one with the long like, hair. We're just having some fun. Yeah. <laughs> he gets behind him and he puts his hands on his hips. He's riding bitch. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, you chicken. We got to go. <laughs> like, bro, y'all look like idiots. <laughs> You guys are crotch to ass right now. You, you have no room. At least room Chuck to... has his own bike for now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, the boys make fun of Chuck for locking up his bike so he doesn't. Naturally, the bike is stolen and the gang won't help Chuck look for it. When this happened, I'm like, oh, one of them got their uh, vehicle stolen. <laughs> Ironic. And I mean, like, too bad it was Chuck, but. <laughs> and that's going to come back around. Yeah. Billy finds Chuck, who admits he always loses when he listens to his friends. Billy remembers the words of the elders and modernizes the Shakespearean quote he was given. He tells Chuck that what he may want may not be what 
what <laughs> he tells Chuck that what he wants may not be what his friends want and that shouldn't and that should do and that he should do what's right even if he's called a chicken wow you really butchered that no because that's how they fucking said it they're like <laughs> i know because i typed it as he said it basically he's like oh the things that you want might not be what your friends want but what you want is the right thing and sounds what they like want. martin sheen and the amazing spider-man a little bit yeah because he's trying not if to say the shakespeare have thing. the power to uh-huh. help someone then you have the responsibility to to do something to about do something it about- <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to say that with great power come no <laughs> No, we're not doing we're that not line. We're not saying it. That was the worst thing about that movie was that they decided to like sidestep around that for some reason. That was weird. Weird choice. Great movie. Weird choice. They report the bike stolen to the police and drop Chuck off where he encounters his old friends trying to steal another car. Chuck reaches in and takes the keys. And the gang wrestles before they toss Chuck in the bag and ride off. Billy sees their erratic driving and mentor suggests Captain Marvel can catch them. Billy steps outside, says the magic word Shazam, and transforms into Captain Marvel. And he's flying like a mile in the air. He go in unnecessarily high. Yep. But again, it's safe And then footage. he like dive bombs. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in the clouds. I'm like, bro, they're two blocks down the street. You didn't have to go 40,000 feet in the air. Maybe that's the only like little background reel they had. That's Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I will say the transformation doesn't look terrible for the time. Again, they only have to do it once. Yeah. It's the same one. Every, yeah. That's why he's wearing the same shirt in every episode. But I thought the transformation scene was pretty cool for, uh, you know, sure. early 70s. Yeah. The boys remark that they are being pursued by Captain Marvel and ditched the car at a junkyard to hide in a junk van. You know, he was watching you do that. Right? <laughs> They're like, we got we got Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Like, he's famous. Apparently, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. The boys start turning on each other, regretting their behavior, when the claw pulls up the van to be crushed with the boys inside. Captain Marvel hears them and pulls the van down long enough for the boys to jump out. This happened so quick that, like, I looked down for a second at something. I looked up and, like, the van was, like, being crushed. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) I had to rewind it, but, like, this all happens in, like, 20 seconds. I keep calling it a claw. Is there another name for that? I don't know, a crane, not a crane. It's like that. It's a thing to crush it, the cars. But it's like, it's a claw that like picks it right. up, though. <laughs> I don't know what, you're in construction, you should know what it's called. I don't crush cars, I don't work at a well, junkyard. maybe you should. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Captain Marvel tells the boys they'll have to face the juvenile authorities, and that it took a lot of guts for Chuck to stand up to them. Chuck says no one likes being called a chicken, and the gang stand around awkwardly, where they do not apologize to Chuck. And then the no. screen goes black and the episode ends. Dude, the whole time I'm like, all right, so what's the next line? There is none. Cut. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, no, like notable omission is that none of the boys go, hey, man, we're really sorry. Did anybody learn a lesson? No, they just stared at each other for an uncomfortable amount of time. My note literally just says, well, nobody likes to be called chicken. End episode. And that's it. But there, it just ends. There's so much time where I'm like, all right, someone's going to apologize. And, and Nobody apologizes to Chuck. It's They're just, just like, silence. oh, man, I can't wait to get out of this awkward situation. <laughs> just sitting there waiting for the show to be over. <laughs> it's very meta. <laughs> what a jarring ending to that. <laughs> That's episode one, everybody. Let's, let's get to episode two. The Brothers. Ah, yes. The Brothers. At a river, a blind boy named Chad is trying to get away from his older brother, Danny. 
Meanwhile, Billy and Mentor hear a flash of thunder, meaning it's time to call the elders. Billy recites. Oh, great. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. He says, Oh, elders, fleet and strong and wise, appear before my seeking eyes. And when he he, he, he does, transported to the he does this cartoon realm. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, the elders tell him that someday his own identity must be revealed to save a human life. He may meet someone less fortunate who needs to be shown how worthwhile his life is. And to use the words of the poet William Wordsworth, the best portion of a good man's life is a little nameless, unremembered acts of kindness and love. That's this, actually pretty good. That's a good quote. That's a good poem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, this obviously <laughs> confuses Billy. And Solomon basically is like, too bad, figure it out. I, the, the what does that of, mean? We're not telling you. It's so cryptic and so unnecessary because what they're essentially doing is spoiling the episode. It's like, hey, you're going to meet a kid who is going to like need you to tell him Minutes that he's from worthwhile. now, you are going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And by the end, you're going to have to reveal your identity in order to save a life. And Billy's like, what? He's like, that's all I can tell you. Like, why are you giving him clues for like spoilers without context? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it is. It's the meme. Yep. Also, and this is like happened in every episode that we watched. um, We'll get flashbacks to what the elder said two minutes after they said it. Oh, yeah. Every time he because it's. The elders will say something so cryptic, Billy can't make sense of it, right? And they're like, figure it out. You got to go now. And then, like, as the things start happening, Billy starts remembering and then does a flashback to the thing that the elders But to us, it's like, they just said this. Right. These episodes are not long. (laughs) Mere minutes ago. It was at this point, because my notes get all frantic here. I This is when I started getting annoyed, and I wrote down, what is this arrangement that they've got? Why wasn't there a pilot movie to explain this? Who is Mentor? Why is he nameless? Why is he perpetually road-tripping with a teenager? Well, they mentioned they're on vacation. Did they really? In, like, the first episode, when they're, they're like, oh, yeah, we're on vacation. You know what the most conspicuous part of all of this? They have the big Captain Marvel logo just slapped <laughs> on the front of the Winnebago. And the whole, like, I saw it, but it didn't really compute to me that, like, Captain Marvel's, like, famous. They know who, everyone knows who he is. It also looks, like, super out of place on on the front of it. Because later on, in the third episode, that one girl is, like, talking to Captain Marvel. She's like, oh, if only Billy were here, I could thank him or whatever. And Captain Marvel, who is Billy, right? Yeah. He goes, oh, I'm sure Billy, Billy knows deep down. And then here comes a fucking Winnebago with your own logo on it. And like mentor comes out and he's like, oh, my God, it's Captain Marvel. What the fuck, man? (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) They're really bad liars. What was anybody thinking? Again, it's like no effort put into this. It's just a minimum effort. (laughs) I'm sure Billy knows deep down that. You're grateful. Well, when you got an old man and a young boy on a perpetual road trip That's together, already kind of odd. There needs to be some background information. You need to explain their relationship because it's never, ever explained in the show. Again, the comic had to jump in and be like, oh, no, that's his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that's Billy's uncle. Don't worry. That's Uncle Dudley. He's just changing it up that's a little uncle bit. That's Uncle Mentor. <laughs> They're not. And as if being an uncle is any less creepy. But like, at least now it's it's familial. It's a family yeah. trip. Yeah. Bro, why didn't they just make Mentor like one of the elders or like the avatar for all of the elders or something? Well, here's something I thought about, too. Do you need the elders at all? No. All they say is 
you're going to help somebody today. It's almost embarrassing the level of quality. Even then, it's 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 hand drawn. They're not animated. Only their mouths move. Right. It like it's just a like an art piece. Right. Like even back then, I I, I can't imagine them going like this is absolutely necessary for the show. You could have done the moral lessons and everything just without that. You know it, what would have been even better if you just got like statues of them or something and not animate anything and just have the voice come out. Yeah. I fixed your show. <laughs> you remember like Full House where every episode is about a moral lesson, but like it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah. And it's more kind of a more fleshed out plot. Like, well, it's because you have you, more interesting characters, too. Well, sure. Yeah. You have more than two characters also. Yeah. Uh, you could do something where you don't have to like literally spoon feed it to your. And I know they're kids, but still <laughs> to your audience, literally telling them like, hey, this is what you're going to learn today. You okay. are going to reveal your identity to somebody. <laughs> it's just spoilers, really. That's all it is, yeah. Chad blindly... Car- I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Chad blindly crosses a street and is almost run over by mentors of Winnebago. Wait, you didn't mean to type blindly? Well, because he, he didn't look, but... It, but also he can't I know. see. I Anyway. <laughs> Billy and mentor help him up when Billy realizes he's blind and the subject of the elder's advice. Chad complains that ever since he lost his sight, everyone treats him like he's diseased, especially his older brother. Chad refuses any help from his brother, and Mentor drives them home. There, Billy suggests Danny might be too overprotective and should let Chad try out some independence. He also talks to Chad, who suggests that a lot of great people are blind, such as Jose Feliciano, Ray Charles, and Stevie Wonder. To cheer him up, Billy ties a bell to a football in order to play catch with Chad. Danny congratulates his younger brother, but warns him to be careful, which just upsets him into trying for a running catch Instantly tripping, Chad storms off. Is it fucked up that I laughed at that? Oh, I laughed. I'm like, come on, kid. You're just being stupid at that point. Also, is it weird that Billy kept saying good boy? Yes. Every time he got the ball? It was very weird. But I was saying, it's one of those. Is he a dog? It's one of those things where I just think it's the 70s. Like, this was a complete. Like, Like, all right, good boy, Chad. Yeah, this is a different world that they're living in. It seemed very demeaning. I think from but our again maybe I from think our lens modern sensibilities yeah, yeah I think back, he's like all right listen for the bell yeah good boy <laughs> I'm like Jesus this is a human yeah you know where he didn't want to be treated like inferior <laughs> this is exactly what you're yeah. doing right now. all right good job <laughs> and claps uh, for Chad oh God forbid his brother says all right just be careful yeah. That's like, what, oh, I'll show you. That's Sable. If I ever tell her to be careful and she goes extra dangerous. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a flip. Now. Yeah. <laughs> the balls on Billy to correctly put Jose Feliciano ahead of Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. That's good. I was like, are you Puerto Rican? I looked him up. I think he's white. I don't know. It's hard to he tell. He doesn't not look enough. white, though. Not here. He it looks could just be he looks, hair. He looks mixed, but yeah. his skin looks a little darker. He could it also just be tanned. He looks pretty white now. If you look at him as an adult, oh really? <laughs> yeah. But in uh, the show, like he looked like overly tanned. Yeah. So if you don't know, Jose, Jose Feliciano is the guy who sings Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. So anyway, he's it's a, a great he, song, by the way. <laughs> it's that song's actually, and we've talked about him before on the podcast. Uh, he's a he's a Puerto Rican uh, guitar player. The song is not that representative of his career. He's an incredibly talented guitar player, and uh, he doesn't do that much of that in that song. No, because the <laughs> his his label was like, "Hey, do a Christmas song," and they wrote that one in minutes. And here's the and thing, though: it's a it. fucking hit. 
it was one of those things where like you didn't like, expect it to be a hit. It's a pretty good song. Have you guys ever heard it? <laughs> yeah. I went to I, I saw him in concert once and he put on an incredible performance. The guy has perfect pitch too. So like he's tuning while playing guitar. Like he's it made That's songs. So insane tuning. that anybody could do that. Yeah. Well I mean it, well, I mean I guess being blind helps with yeah, that. Yeah, but I think that's a myth too. Like well, to a certain extent, I'm sure your other senses will like compensate a little bit to make up for your loss of right. one. I mean, maybe. Or maybe you're just more in tune with it because you have to be. That could be it, too. Yeah. And then also, like, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, like, these guys are, are musical geniuses. Mm-hmm. You know, they're sav- also blind. total savants. Right, right. That's why he, they were all in this conversation. But, uh, <laughs> no, Jose Feliciano is incredible. So at that concert, yeah, at one point he played, like, Flight of the Bumblebee on the guitar. Hmm. Like, using all his fingers simultaneously. It's like, it was crazy. And then at the very end, he's like, all right, I'm going to play the song that made me famous. <laughs> and, it, and it was like the middle of the summer. Yeah, at least he uh, recognizes that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, like, I mean, like a lot of, no, well, a lot of artists will be like, they don't like the thing that made them famous or they think they've moved past. It. Right. But can you be mad at it for like making you get jillions of dollars? I think though? if you're like a humble, grateful person, no, you cannot mm. be mad at that. <laughs> National treasure that Jose Feliciano. Oh, oh, there's a part that made me laugh. One of those 70s things. Chad goes, and do what? Sell pencils on street corners? What? <laughs> did people buy pencils on street corners? Was that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lemonade stand. Did you need pencils that bad? I mean, they're kids. Oh, they only have pencils. Right. But like, you know, <laughs> stores sell them. The local corner shop probably has them. It's a, 70s. It's a whole different world back then. Man. <laughs> That's true. Danny Billion Mentor. Go looking for Chad, who has run off on his own yet again. Danny runs into a rattlesnake and gets bit, but runs to find Chad anyway. Danny tries to go for help, but Chad forces him to stay put as to not move the venom around. He goes off for help on his own. Chad finds Billy and Mentor and tells them about Danny's bite. Uh, Mentor tells Billy the only way to save him will be with Captain Marvel's help. Billy realizes what the elder said would come true. He would have to transform in front of Chad and his secret would be revealed. They didn't need to. Well, that's the thing. I kind of <laughs> like that he could have just transformed and like they didn't have to tell Chad what was happening. He could have just been like Shazam and Chad could have been like, what's like, happening? What happening? Oh, Mentor's nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> He's blind. <laughs> but because the episode... Billy just likes to say Shazam when he runs off. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a magic trick. You missed it. But because they're trying to treat Chad like a fully able-bodied kid. They're just assuming kid, he saw it. They're going to be... They're going to treat it like you saw it. Right. They're going to be like, hey, we have to tell you a secret. And I'm going to turn into Captain Marvel now or whatever. Before your very eyes. Right. Did he say that? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm so glad he didn't. I was like, what? This seems awfully convenient that the person that they reveal his identity to is a blind person. Because nobody would believe him But it's a good... I I get the lesson. It's a good lesson. Yeah. You're treating him like he's perfectly normal. Because he is... He's still a normal kid. Yeah, sure. He just has an issue that he has to deal with. Right. Billy (laughs) yells Shazam and transforms into Captain Marvel, who Chad immediately recognizes. (laughs) Chad uses his other senses to bring Mentor back to Danny, but Danny got up and started walking around, having no faith in his blind brother. He pays the price when a rock slide knocks him unconscious. (laughs) What? Uh, I love that later on they come back and he's just buried in rocks. <laughs> all right. He'd be dead. This kid has the worst fucking luck. Well, that's what he gets he, for getting up and not. He gets bit by a rattlesnake, yeah. first off. And then, like, in trying to get help, suddenly there's a rock slide and it just 
gets him. Right. I also love the stock footage of the rattlesnake. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I feel like I've seen it a hundred times. Yep. I feel like every show in this era had a rattlesnake. I feel like, did they not do that in like the Brady Bunch or something? Probably. And I know in the Hulk show, they use like stock footage of various animals right. too. Yeah. Not that bear. That bear was fucking real. That was insane. <laughs> uh, Chad brings Mentor to where he to where he left Danny, but he's not there. He hears Danny's pathetic voice from under the rocks, and he and Mentor save him. Captain Marvel arrives to the scene just in time to administer the anti-venom serum. He radios the hospital for instructions. That seemed like a very Superman thing to do, where he's like, all right, now I have to call the proper authority so that they can give me the instructions on how to use Because this. I don't know how human biology works. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was actually a cool scene, though. Have you noticed that every time Captain Marvel does a superhero landing, it's a close-up shot on his butt? Are they trying to sexualize him? But did you for the moms? Did you see that? Yeah, it's every is time. Is it for the moms? You think that are probably watching this with their children? Is it? I don't, know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know who they're targeting. <laughs> <laughs> I think every criticism I've seen of this uh, show is who is the demographic? <laughs> I don't it, get it. Is it young kids or is it teenagers? Because teenagers like, will think this is lame. Well, that's the thing. The last episode, it talks down to you like it's meant for like little kids. You know, to learn life lessons and morals. But the subject is about carjacking. So it's right. like a teenage problem. Maybe they're trying to get the kids right before they're teen- pre-teens. Maybe. I don't know. Danny admits to being foolish for not trusting his brother. Later, Billy and Mentor run out of gas and walk to the nearest station. When Mentor suggests that Captain Marvel appear to help, he's met with angry thunder from above. Why? It's a joke. I know, but like, come on. I actually like this because the show has a proper ending, this episode. This might be the only episode of does. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it ends on that a joke seen. or it ends on... Yeah, yeah, You see Billy and Mentor driving I'm off actually surprised they didn't like freeze frame them laughing or something after this. Like, <laughs> several of these episodes end on the moral. Being on, called chicken sucks. Awkward silence <laughs> and cut. <laughs> Uh, no, like, this is one of the better endings, but it's such a lame joke. But also, like, why why can't Captain Marvel help them out? Why do the good guys have to suffer? <laughs> yeah. I'll bring this back to what we talked about the other day. I was like, I'd be a Power Ranger all the time. Well, like, apparently why? you can't do that. Everyone's yelling at us. Yeah, people well, are yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that. They just don't know. That. It's out of context. Th- they don't know that we actually know stuff about Power Rangers. <laughs> we did our research. Yeah. Uh, I think we talk about... The like the tenets of being a Power Ranger in that episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> episode three, thou shalt not kill. Right off the bat, I was like, this this sounds dark. I don't know about this. Yeah, I was like, is somebody gonna get murdered? I thought it was about like mugging people at first. Like you know, like oh man, give me your money or I'll kill you or I'll stab you. <laughs> anyway, a cowgirl named Lynn rides her horse named Beckett. Her father, the sheriff, and a man named Nick appear to tell her that Aunt Jenny's will demands for Beckett to be euthanized. What a weird thing to have in your will. Oh, my God. Yeah, none of this is plausible, I feel. Nick claims that he's a killer horse, and he has it coming. Because I guess like he fell off of him or something. Once? Cause, or he got trampled by Beckett, because his, his fucking leg's fucked up. Who cares? Yeah, like, fuck you, you probably fucked up. Yeah. It's probably his own fault. Yeah. Uh, The sheriff tries to talk him out of it. Meanwhile, as Billy is drawing a caricature of Mentor, the elders call on him. All right, this looks nothing like (laughs) Mentor. 
<laughs> they tell him that there's always a way to work things out through reason rather than impulse, and that animals were given to us to love and protect, not just for our benefit. All right, so spoiler. Again, all they do is fucking spoil the episode, yeah. So you're going to have to stop this horse from being euthanized. Right. That caricature was, like, it was well drawn, but it was terrible because it looked nothing like the person it was supposed to. Yeah, but that was also the joke. I know. It, it was kind of funny. It was fun. That's the thing. That felt it, like it a was gen- a little funny. It felt like a genuine moment, didn't it? It did. And there was a little bit of chemistry there yeah. between the two. That was, wow, that, been... was, that was probably the best acting we've seen on the show. Agreed. I think that was a highlight of everything. And he's like, oh, so I have more hair than that. He does like one little squiggly yeah, hair stick like, oh, up. All right. And then he makes a pun. What was the pun? I don't remember. <laughs> Lynn steals Beckett from her father's and Nick's possession. She gallops past Billy and Mentor and falls off Beckett. She pleads to Billy for help finding him and explains her situation. In the Winnebago, she asks Billy why he thinks her and Jenny would ever want Beckett to be killed in the event of her death. He remembers the elders talking about selfish and possessive love and suggests maybe her aunt didn't trust anyone to love her horse like she would. So he'd be better off dead. Right. That's ve- that's a very generous take on the situation. Like It sounds like she's just insane. Right. It sounds like Billy was like playing it off a little bit as to not disrespect her late Aunt Jenny. Right. But fuck that bitch. What? Yeah. You don't get to just say, I, I feel like I, if I my, die, my pets have to be killed. I, I want my pets to be taken care of, not killed. Yeah, I want the opposite of that. What the fuck? <laughs> that's and not it, that's not love. And I'm sure I don't know if this happens for real or not. I hope it does it. Really like this is not. a this is a bad TV script. I shouldn't be upset with this. This isn't real. You know what I mean? But is it? That's the thing. Do people do this? Listeners, do you do this? Surely not. <laughs> I really hope not. We should ask our friend Laura. She knows all about horses. What does that have to do with euthanizing? Oh, maybe she's heard of a situation where someone's done this. Uh, or we're just going to upset her by bringing it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, let's get her to watch this episode. She See what she like, thinks. Uh, no, she'll, she'll hate it. <laughs> she don't, I mean, horses get hurt in this episode. And there's nothing that... Oh, shit, that's, a horse does get hurt. <laughs> and the horse is acting. But, like... There's nothing that says no animals are harmed. Well, that's the thing. I think this predates that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Did they really, like... I don't think they heard it, but like it looked like they had a uh, there was like a perspective trick because it was like the horse laying down and it looked Which like is already not good, though. Don't they lay down sometimes I for they, tricks or something? Do they? I thought they were like too heavy for that shit. Oh, he got up just fine. I feel I like it know. was a trick. I don't know. Like, little, like an animal actor. Anything about horses. All right. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> it looked like the tree wasn't really on top of him. Like it was a perspective trick. Like the tree was in front of him, you know? Okay. I don't think they put I hope they didn't drop a tree on a horse <laughs> no, for a fucking not. one scene in a children's TV show that but really is that good. I don't even think it was a prop on top of the horse. I think it was like a perspective thing. I hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. They return to Lynn. They return Lynn to her father, who gives her a talking to. Lynn knows to respect the law, but if the law calls for Beckett's death, she cannot respect that. Billy suggests changing the law, but the sheriff says the law is the law and that Beckett will be put down by noon. Jesus. Lynn is still hellbent on stealing Beckett, but Billy thinks that there are legal avenues to explore. Okay, Matt Murdock. Yeah, right. <laughs> Later, Billy and Mentor have organized a protest with picketers and signs that say, Animals need a voice and thou shalt not kill. <laughs> this is the most silent protest you ever also they're just like walking around a circle in silence there's four of them too <laughs> it's very underwhelming i was not optimistic i was like like i understand taking like legal avenues or whatever but 
The government is famously very slow. Yeah, no, that's not going to get resolved in an afternoon. <laughs> you have until noon. Well, before the horse, maybe is we can legally make this work. Also, like, man, that guy is really hell bent on executing a horse. Well, here's the thing: I kind of appreciated it because we have a legit villain, which we didn't yeah. have before. Yeah, that's true. But they don't fight him. <laughs> no, but they still need to beat him legally with legally. the law. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Beat him with license. the book. Yeah. <laughs> no breaking the law. In response to the protesters, the sheriff extends executing the will until five o'clock in the afternoon. Whoa. Yeah. Unfortunately, however, the judge is gone for the week. <laughs> so that was pointless. <laughs> Frustrated, Nick goes after the horse. <laughs> And the sheriff goes after Nick, and Billy transforms into Captain Marvel. The chase <laughs> ensues with Nick following Beckett and Captain Marvel following Nick. Beckett tries hiding from Nick, using a tree branch to conceal himself. This horse, did you see that? It's very human-like for him to do. <laughs> he just goes into He's like, huh. He like goes into like behind some trees and he pulls some shrubs and he like is legit like hiding himself. <laughs> I don't think that's regular horse behavior. <laughs> Nick runs into a tree in his car, knocking it over and collapsing onto Beckett. Jesus Christ. Apparently, hopefully... What a, what a series of events. Hopefully no horses were hurt in the making of this yes, show. Yes, but we actually don't know. Can't rule it out. Uh, Nick gloats over Beckett, who's st- still stuck under the tree. I haven't misspoke, by the way. This is exactly what's happening. Yeah, no, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> he is... I love that. Like, this is, like, insane, but, like, not really in a good way. It's getting kind of dark, especially if you were to consider that, like, if you think of the horse as a human, which is how the show seems to be treating this horse, he's very smart. Right. (laughs) And now this human is stuck under a tree with a man standing over him about to kill him and bragging about it. And gloating. Yeah. 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 It's a horse, bro. I got you now. (laughs) Like, fuck you, Nick. Like, God. Oh, what a piece of shit. Absolute Uh, piece of shit. The sheriff and Lynn arrive and try to move the tree. Despite Nick playing, they put Beckett out of his misery. Oh, yeah. Now he's like, oh, yeah, it'd be better to just kill it. I love that they don't fucking discuss the multiple laws that he's broken in the meantime. Yeah. Nick just went on a chase after this horse. The sheriff doesn't seem concerned with that. He's too distracted with like, oh, the horse is hurt. Let's like shoot him or whatever. (laughs) Except the horse is fine. (laughs) <laughs> well the thing is the sheriff's like you know he's he's actually got a point that's assuming he's hurt though yeah we don't know that right we just know he's stuck just then captain marvel arrives and uses his super strength to move the tree off of beckett beckett stands up perfectly healthy and runs away but there's <laughs> only 20 minutes left before he has to be put down the sheriff tells captain marvel the only recourse left is to get a court order but the court is 500 miles away No problem for Captain Marvel, however. He flies to the courthouse, and he returns the order, rescinding Beckett's execution. Uh, Forget the flying 500 miles part. I get that. He got a court order in less than 20 minutes. In less than 20 minutes, yeah. That's the part where I was like, all right, I can believe that he's super fast. That's not a problem. Even though I thought about doing the math, (laughs) seeing how fast he would have had to fly. That's not the part I'm worried about. He walked into a court, got a judge, got a court order, and got out of there in 20 minutes. Bullshit. (laughs) Nonsense. Somebody's using his status to get what he wants. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Captain Marvel. Give me a court order to save this horse. I feel like the judge will be like, huh? Mentor <laughs> delivers the moral lesson to be learned 
Nothing in this life really belongs to us. We only borrow it while we're here. I don't think that was the lesson at all, but sure. Episode ends. Yep. <laughs> Very abruptly again. Oh, man. This was my least favorite, I think, out of the three. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. But uh, that's all we're going to watch. We're not going to... It's three. We did three episodes, which is maybe one too many anyway. Yeah, I think the first two are fine. We, yeah. we watched an hour of this. Yeah. Analysis on this. What do you what do you think about a Shazam TV show? I think it's like a pretty good kids show. It's not at all a good comic book show in the slightest. Yeah, I don't think this is. I think this has some saving grace in that it... It tries it, to it, do good? It, yeah, it's definitely earnest. Oh, yeah. It has a good message... Even when they're like confusing and <laughs> and the plot's a little, but it, it's like it's trying. It's like the horse one. Like I don't really know what the takeaway was. Don't. Th- it seems to be like it's respect not even, the law. Yeah, respect the law, even if it means someone's about to get executed and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> like there was a potential horse murder involved, and the lesson seemed to be like back to blue, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just weird. It's just a little I'm, odd. I'm yeah. confused as to what the actual message was in that because it wasn't what Mentor said. Yeah, first two seem fine, honestly. Like peer pressure and like not like treating people treating, like they're subhuman. Yeah, if they're disabled. Yeah, <laughs> right. Th- that that seemed good, honestly. I went to high school with a kid who was blind, and it, it was very hard for people to know like how to go about that. Right, and it didn't help that like the kid was he a dick. No, he was very nice. Oh, okay. But his coping mechanism was self-deprecating humor. Uh, so, he, so he'd like... He'd make a lot of like blind jokes and stuff like that. Which is, which is actually yeah, kind of cool that you could do that, but also like... It's very uncomfortable. You're like, uh, do I laugh at that? It's very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. He was a cool kid, though. He was very nice. But like, I kind of have respect for people that it can be a little self-deprecating about their condition, though. There's, yeah. some, there's something respectable about that. Right. Look, we, we we talked about this. There's not that much to really pick apart. It's fine. This is not a. It's not a special superhero. Like, as an adaptation, it's pretty terrible. Oh yeah, no no no. no. <laughs> as as far as superhero shows go or movies, it's bad. Right. Um, again, they they're doing the absolute minimum. Absolute it's, minimum. Like I said before, I think this was meant to be a different show. Could probably well be, about yeah, yeah. a kid and like his uncle that go around. I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, well, then yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> then what's the making, show? Making the world a better place? <laughs> Is that it? That can't be it. <laughs> but uh, like, it feels like that's what that's what the show was meant to be. And I don't know, some studio or some executive was like, let's make it a Shazam show or a Captain right, Marvel show. Right. That's see, popular right it's now. It's very phoned in though. Like, yeah, it's, there's just so many elements that make you question what the intention was. There's no real story to talk about. Again, there's morals in every episode. Some are better than others. Some work pretty well yeah. on their own. But as a Captain Marvel or Shazam TV show, it's a superhero thing. Not really. No. And like, it's just boring. It is very like, boring. Like, it's just boring. Like, I think it would have worked for me if I was a kid in the 70s. Maybe. And like, there was nothing better. You know what I mean? <laughs> if there was absolutely nothing else to watch, I guess yeah. it's okay. Yeah, maybe I'm being a little <laughs> forgiving, but I don't. There's plenty of like wish fulfillment in in a character like this, where like the kid gets to turn into a superhero. Right, but they so far what we've seen, they've not really addressed that though. Yeah, no, not really. Not it in seems these episodes, more like yeah. a burden. 
Yeah. He's like, oh, I have to help people. <laughs> There's one action scene that seemed pretty good. The In the, the first episode? In the first episode. It seemed like almost cinematic, honestly. That's where all the you know money went to or whatever. The rest of this is just... It's kind of nutty. It's kind of all over the place. I have no desire to finish it. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe I'll read like synopses of the episodes just to see what's going on. Yeah. In Billy Batson's life. Out of curiosity. Uh, actors, we've got... I didn't mention them. Uh, Michael Gray plays um, Billy Batson. Uh, Les Trayman, British actor, plays uh, Mentor. And then you have Jackson Bostwick as... Captain Marvel. By the way, here's a fun fact I didn't tell you. This show fucking fired Jackson Bostick because he didn't show up to work one day. Oh. He did a no-call, no-show one time, and they... They They fired their star? They fired him, yeah. Because apparently they thought he was out for more money because... This oh, is he, why he just you, missed work one day. Yes, they were like, "Oh, he's this is a this is which a, I, I mean, missing work in like the industry, like it's a big deal." But apparently, he was in the hospital oh. for like an injury he had sustained on the fucking show. Oh well, this is why well unions then. exist, by the way. Yeah, I'm assuming this wasn't a union project. <laughs> it's to prevent bullshit like this. He ended up suing them and like got paid for the rest of the season. Oh, good for him. But they replaced him with uh, an actor named John Davy, who we did not see. No, really. he's not in this episode. We These watched. were all Jackson Boswick. What, Jackson se- what Boswick. season was he fired on? Two, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, what, midway through is just a different actor? Yeah. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> Imagine. He was out for more money. He's like, no, I was hurt. The actors who play, the voice actors who did the, there's only two of them, who did the Seven Elders. Okay. I read somewhere that it's possible at some point uh, Adam West was doing some voice work, but uncredited. I didn't really hear Adam I didn't he- Yeah, you would be able to tell, wouldn't you? He's got a very distinct yeah. voice. Maybe in, in a later episode, but I, in these three, he's definitely not in it. And then the costume is something about that cape. It's very 70s. It's got but that like flower. Not, not in a good way. It's got that flower pattern. Yeah. You know, oh, you know what it looks like? Um, A blanket. Yes, but <laughs> the price is right. You remember the old episodes of The Price is Right where it, they kept the 70s aesthetic? Yeah. And it had those kinds of patterns. It's like flower patterns. Yeah, really ugly. That's his cape. Yeah. So his cape's really ugly. No, the costume does not look good. And that's to be expected. I, I mean, for the most part, it looks like Captain Marvel. It's it's just that cape. Oh, yeah. Captain though. Marvel's costume is also very simple, though. It's like, oh, red, lightning bolt, cape. Yeah, that's pretty much. It. That's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Let's do Keeper Cancel, which is not going to take very long, by yeah, the way. I don't way. know anything about any of these people. Keeper Cancel on... Uh, the kid who plays Billy Batson, his name is Michael Gray. All right. Best known for his portrayal of Billy Batson in the 1970s TV series Shazam. Yeah, that that we know. Uh, also from 1972 to 73, so that'd be right before this show. Uh-huh. Uh, he appeared as Ronnie Collins in the first season of uh, the Brian Keith show. Never heard of it. <sighs> this happens every time we do this. Like <laughs> We don't know any of these shows, but hold on a second. He appeared as... Marsha's boyfriend Jeff. I know the a, Brady Bunch. <laughs> in a 1973 episode of The Brady Bunch. I know and, that show. <laughs> what were we watching? Where like it was like an evil character that said he missed the Brady Bunch reunion. Was that Power Rangers? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After Shazam, he was he played himself in a show called Dina. 
And then that's pretty much it. That pretty much ended his acting career. Oh, he didn't do this long. Uh, no, this is essentially the end of his acting since Shazam. Oh, shit. Um, after that, he's been in a few things um, as himself. Like, hi, I'm the guy that played Billy. Exactly. Yeah, he was in Comic Book Men, uh, which was... Oh, that's kind of cool. That's a Kevin Smith show. Yeah. 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 They used to come on, like, right before The Walking Dead. Oh, really? On, on AMC. AMC. Yeah. It's like Pawn Stars, but comic shop. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they'd have, like, guests, lot, celebrity yeah. guests and whatever. Yep. And a lot of, like, cool comic book trivia. Actually, if I can find that streaming anywhere, I kind of want to watch that. That's a... It was a fun, like, interesting thing to watch. Yeah, it takes place in his comic book shop in, um, in his secret stash in yes. Red Bank, New Jersey. By the way, Kevin Smith is off weed. Is he, he said really? he's five weeks off weed and he doesn't want to do it again. Interesting. Yeah. You know, he, like, wasn't a stoner until, until, like, a few years ago. Like, right after his heart attack. That's when he started smoking? That's when he started smoking. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, like five so, years like, ago or down. something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, like, he, he made a career for himself making stoner comedies. But he wasn't a stoner. But he wasn't actually a stoner. He was just, like, in the culture. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and then so, he became a stoner. And now he's And then he's like, eh, I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyway, he did do some minor acting. He is in a few episodes of Archer as himself. That's but, interesting. Oh, it's kind of hilarious. Um, I don't know if you've seen Archer. I've seen a few episodes. Archer is full of like deep cut references, like super. Well, I know deep. like the character that um, Lucille Bluth played was. It's basically Lucille Bluth and Archer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, she's like the ma- same same ma- mannerism, same everything. No, it's so Mallory Archer is literally based on Lucille Bluth. Yeah, and it's the same voice actor. It's the same actor. Yeah. Well, she's dead now I yeah, believe. she died yeah. yeah she died last year yeah or the year before i don't know i don't know time time time's been weird lately yeah <laughs> <laughs> so in archer he goes by tv's michael gray as if he had like an illustrious tv career <laughs> that's funny he's kind of the butt of the joke except archer is the only one who recognizes him and gets super excited because he does like, he recognize him from shazam yeah because he loved shazam what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i watched the clip earlier today it's great i'll link that below there's a scene where uh, Michael Gray says something like, it'd be great if he could transform into Captain Marvel right now. And Archer's like, it'd be great if you could transform into Jackson Bostwick right now. What the fuck? Because <laughs> Jackson Bostwick was big and muscular. Oh, and Michael true. Gray is scrawny. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> what the fuck? It's such a deep cut. That, that's um, a very deep cut If you reference. never watch Archer, you should. I'm, I've seen about half of it. I know that the main actor is voiced by the guy that voices bob from bob's burgers john william and they i think it's and they kind of played on that in one of the episodes there's an episode where like he has like uh he loses memory or something yeah yeah, yeah. he has like a bob from bob's burgers but it's a scene of bob's burgers but it's in the animation style of archer which is so weird surreal and weird. i actually i really love the show bob's burgers john benjamin sorry no i don't know what i said but that's all i got on michael gray so that's it. I don't know. I mean, keep, I, we I guess. can keep him. He yeah. seems like a pretty stand-up guy, honestly. Based on just that, that he he went on that show just to make fun of himself. I think that's great. No, I I, I love hilarious. when like a any sort of a celebrity might be pushing it. When any sort yeah. of um, actor or something is willing to like take some punches yep. like that, because like clearly like somebody that made Archer is like a fan of that. I just think they go for the deepest cuts. 
<laughs> I don't know if anyone or, was a fan so much or, as they're like, what's like, an obscure be funny. thing? Yeah. Because another thing I could think of similar to that is, have you ever seen the movie Ted? Yeah. With the Flash Gordon thing? Flash Gordon. Yeah, but Flash yeah. Gordon was very popular, though. Not anymore. No, but that, I mean, for a certain I guess for age somebody group, Mark Wahlberg's age, yeah. I think maybe a little bit older. Or maybe no, but he's not that young. I think yeah. Seth MacFarlane is a Flash Gordon they're fan. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> But no, like something like that, though, where it's like, oh, let's get this, you know, old actor from like this really old thing and just mm-hmm. like, you know, bring it back for a second. Usually for a joke. I don't know. I like that. Cool. Yeah. So keep keep all the way. Yep. All right. Into the Fandom Zone uh, Shazam TV show from 1974. Birdo. Final thoughts. What do well, you, if what we you put got? it into the Phantom Zone, do we lose that Archer reference? I or just, is Archer also pulling it out of the Phantom Zone? I guess it just goes over our heads. I don't know. Oh, shit. I think you're overthinking it. Honestly. I'm overthinking it. Um, this will go in the Phantom Zone. It's not good. I think. I think so too. <laughs> it's yeah. not good at all. I. I don't know if there's really much value here. Like, there's some good lessons to be learned in these episodes. Yeah. But nothing that you can't learn from any other PBS Look, show. I, I. I really tried. I tried finding the good in this. I. Uh, well, I. I actually went into this with a pretty open mind. Oh uh, uh, yeah, of <laughs> course. And I. I just thought it. It was earnest. It's kind of hilarious. In a bad way. Unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, like, I think this might be good if it you're, if it's a 70s and you're a kid and there's nothing else on. That's and not a good enough reason. Right. That basically <laughs> means it's only good in the past. So why would you ever want to pull it out of the right. Phantom Zone? It's like, if it's only good in the Phantom Zone, then it needs to stay in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Right? Maybe someone in the Phantom Zone can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, if you got nothing else Maybe to watch. Maybe Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance can enjoy the life lessons here before yeah. he goes around judging people. Look, if you and I aren't willing to, like, put this on in the background, then it, I... Oh, I'm I, absolutely not willing to do that. <laughs> I find it difficult well, other people would, like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, this wasn't unwatchable or anything, but, like, I'm not gonna go back to it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, it's in the Phantom Zone. So, <laughs> that's it for us. So, here's what we're gonna do next. By the next episode, we'll be reviewing Shazam! Fury of the Gods. And then there's the Mario, Super Mario Brothers movie coming yep. out. I think it's just it's just titled Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Not to R- be confused with Super Mario Brothers the movie, which right. is the I one just, coming out. I just said it in a sentence like the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's coming out early April. And it's not... I mean, there are some comic books involved in Mario by the way and it's that kind I, of I at this get point into. become a multimedia franchise it's it, it, beyond just so video I, game. it did around Mario 3 yep Mario Bros 3 it became a um, there was a TV show there was a comic there book there were novels yeah it yeah. went all out yeah so I think we should do the infamously horrendous <laughs> uh, Super Mario Bros movie starring uh, Bob Hoskins Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper and he's the villain, isn't he? He's Co- King Koopa, yeah. Oh, wow. A lot of big names in this. Yeah, let's do that next. All right. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks to that piano dude for our musical intro. Make sure you leave a rating or a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. I saw that we got a new review in or a new rating in. So thank you very much oh, nice. for that five-star rating Hell on yeah. Apple. Please tell a friend. And if you told a friend, thank you so much for telling a friend. Uh, the power of uh, word of mouth is very powerful. Yeah, not to be underestimated. <laughs> um, 
especially when things like podcasts like if you guys like us you think we're doing a good job hey tell a friend that might also enjoy a good listen yeah apparently it's not many podcasts that do exactly what we do is what i'm hearing there are others i found them <laughs> I go stalking I, to see. I've like, been told that it's hard to find what people. The that, competition is some people. Uh, no, but I mean, I've maybe seen maybe the specific stuff we tackle. I've seen some YouTube channels that do shit like you know uh, old TV shows, old movies, right. deep dives, stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, no, for sure. I'm honored to but, be a part of that niche. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can support the show on Patreon if you'd like for as low as three dollars. You can join us, and there's outtake episodes you can listen to, and be a part of our second podcast called where's mephisto birdo where are we looking for mephisto we're looking for mephisto in the mandalorian right now season three season three yeah so that's coming out soon and we'll be doing that weekly uh but we look for mephisto in all kinds of things he's got to be out there we're gonna find him oh he'll show up it's it's inevitable <laughs> we'll find what's most sus right at the very least yeah <laughs> we'll round up a usual line of suspects of yeah, where he could I be still hiding. think uh jake the goat is a good contender Oh, Jake the Goat's definitely an associate. At least. At least, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, if you like to be a part of the show, we stream this live on Twitch every Monday night. Twitch.tv slash films from PZ, 8.30 Eastern Time. Come hang out with us like our good friends Jorge and Arculus have been. You can find the show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, or if you want to hang out with us throughout the week, you can join our Discord server. It's absolutely free. It's linked below. It's a chat service super easy to use talk to us all week long about all kinds of stuff and our little community we've got going you can find us on instagram at films from the phantom zone at tiktok from films from pz twitter films from pz um if you are listening to the show uh as part of a recent influx we had from tiktok hey welcome aboard thanks for hanging out with us thanks for listening and we've got 80 some more episodes at least Something like that. We got a bunch. Yeah. And uh, like 20 more on our Patreon. So, hey, there's plenty more of us to go around. Lots of hours of content. If if you're having fun here. So thanks for joining. And uh, most of these episodes are available on YouTube. And other than that, guys, I think we will see you next time reviewing Shazam Fury of the Gods. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) I don't know if you had something to say. I didn't know what else to add. (laughs)